0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Style That Binds Us podcast. We are excited to have Crystal Wood. She is the COO at Blue Mistral, which has Fakai and Bastide on our show today to talk all things beauty, clean beauty, bust some myths, etc. Thank you, Crystal, for being here. Thanks so much, Delia, for having me. Oh, you are a font of knowledge. So mm-hmm. we are thrilled to jump in today. Will you start by walking us through your incredible career? Sure, sure. Well, um, that's such a
1: lovely welcome. And, you know, I started in beauty um, literally right out of college and had the privilege of working for, you know, the Estee Lauder brand, which, you know, you just don't get any better you know, onboarding and discipline as with, you know, like an Estee Lauder or a L'Oreal, because they teach you the rigor, you know, the standards, all of that. Um, and then I was super fortunate um, from there as I progressed in my career to be offered an opportunity to work with total Estee Lauder companies doing executive development through Asia Pacific, as well as um, opening up mainland China and special projects such as the Mac freestanding stores and the Stila acquisition. So I went from one brand to getting to explore the magic of all these different brands and then, you know, working all around the world. So that was really exciting. Then um, family took a little, Uh, front stage and Mm -hmm. um, had a baby I went back to grad school and kind of hit pause for a little bit and then um, I want to say it was not even a year and a half between you know taking a break and and it was kind of funny because every day I walked into work at the university people would say oh my gosh wow, you are so dolled up. And I was like, (laughs) "Um, this is my natural (laughs) face. I don't know what's (laughs) happening here. Um, But then I just had a great opportunity with um, Clarence to build their business in the Southeast. And then from there, you know, I met who I would say is the most important person in my professional career, as well as um, in my personal life, um, highly important as well. Um, Her name is Ramsey Burns. She's currently the president of Kiehl's. Um, But at that point, she was leading a long home and she gave me this amazing opportunity um, to be a key account director and really manage, you know, the logistics, the goods to glass, the open to buy. So kind of like the behind the scenes. Um, and it, it was an amazing, amazing experience. Um, and I created some tools to resolve some issues that have been plaguing them for years um, that was quickly promoted and had the privilege of leading all of the specialty stores, um, the East Coast sales team, and then national strategy. So um, from there, Ramsey basically said, okay, now you've... Oh, and during that time, I was getting my uh, PhD. So I was doing my doctoral studies um, remotely and traveling back and forth for the in-person classes. And when I published my dissertation and officially became Dr. Wood, Um, I thought, you know, then that was just great that Ramsey and I were going to be together for the rest of our lives. And uh, no, lo and behold, you know, when you have amazing, powerful female mentors, they see things and want things more for you than what you want. So she basically kicked me out of the nest. And Mm -hmm. I was like, no, I want to stay with you forever. I love you. And she said, no, Mm -hmm. you are ready to run your own brand. And I was like, what? Wow. (laughs) And then um, I was super fortunate. My old boss um, from Estee Lauder corporate, uh, Phoebe Fairport came to me and there was a great opportunity with Bobby Brown and, you know, and I had used her products. Those were the first products I spent my own money on. Right. So um, I got to work with Bobby um, for two years. And then unfortunately, you know, it was just that separation where she left the brand and it's. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit hard to be a founder brand when there's no founder there. Mm -hmm. So um, then I had an amazing opportunity come my way to Tart, And so to work for a digitally native, you know, social first brand um, with, you know, Maureen, the founder, Maureen Kelly is in all of the business, super active, you know, touching everything. And I learned so much about like resourcefulness, agility, you know, the social listening, all of that there. And then I was recruited and given this great opportunity to bring GHD uh, to life in the U.S., as well as run the Cody portfolio of brands, which was 17 different brands. And, you know, I'll tell you because people are like, but wait, why would you go across the country? What you were doing great. And it really was to learn new distribution channels, to learn new avenues of trade. I didn't know salons. I didn't know. Nail pros, I didn't know, you know, the beauty supply piece, so all of that was just super interesting to me. Um, so I did that, and then you know, COVID hit, and having you know a son and my you, and then my husband, you know, here on the East Coast, the the quarantine times and everything, it just you know wasn't working. So then I was fortunate; I had three great opportunities to um, move back to New York, three great job offers. And I picked um, Fakai because I was very, very much aligned personally with Mm -hmm. the belief of, you know, sustainability, of performance-based product development. So, you know, it's a perfect alignment. That's an amazing career. It really is. <laughs> it's crazy, right? It you is would think that I made it up,
2: but it, it really happened. <laughs> it really happened, and it's it really fabulous. Happens. We're so honored to have you on the show, and we're also so thrilled oh, that you, you chose the Kai because we certainly feel that way about the products. They're amazing too. They are amazing. He's amazing. His wife is amazing. You're all amazing. So <laughs> we're we're so excited to talk about it. Um, okay, I want to debunk some myths because okay. you know regular people <laughs> like us we hear these words and you know people will say well I can't have any sulfates in my shampoo because I had a uh, what do you call that thing when they straighten your hair carrot oh, or mm-hmm. you know some people brag about that they have no parabens in their in their products but I mm-hmm. think that's wax but we don't have that kind of information. So we'd love to know sure. you talk to about things that are anything that's harmful, unnecessary to the products that mm-hmm. we had no idea,
1: yeah. you know, that we're using. Yeah. Well, you know, so that's like the thing, right? Right now in beauty, I, I do think it's great that there is a movement towards like traceability and transparency that there's more thought mm-hmm. and, you know, discipline in like the creation of the products so that, you know, you don't do get true benefits instead of just a feel good moment and then your face continues to fall down. Right. Right, <laughs> right, like, right. Um, so I do think it's wonderful that the advanced science um and ingredient focus. What I think is not so wonderful is the greenwashing and the fear mongering. Right. And you know, when and I get asked questions all the time, and you know, really There are some ingredients that are probably best to avoid because of your specific hair type. So like, for instance, you brought up keratin, right? Uh Uh-huh. And for some people, if if, if somebody have a keratin treatment, but you brought up sulfates, right? So if somebody naturally has a very dry scalp and then they get keratin treatments, then yes, adding a sulfate-based cleanser is going to aggravate that more. So, yeah, you know, pass on that. Now, on the flip side, if somebody has just a lot of natural oil and, you know, they're outside all the time, they are, you know, thinking about my husband, he's a land developer, I mean, that boy needs sulfates by the gallon. because <laughs> He needs something to deep clean and <laughs> remove the oil, remove the pollutants, you know, remove everything. And so you know, that's the thing is that, and like sulfates, you want them in your dish detergent because you don't want the oil and the bacteria lingering around. So it's really less about these like absolutes and really about what is best for you, you know? So- um, It's
2: amazing. I mean, I mm -hmm. had no idea. It makes me think so much when people say to me, what's the number one investment Piece every woman should have this year, you know. Well, obviously, every woman is unique, exactly. And so, you can yeah, you know, but like you said, the fear mongering I mean, you know, sulfate, you think, Oh, is that something that's literally going to give me cancer? I mean, that's so <laughs> interesting
1: to me. Well, because even something like you know, there's this big conversation about like Liliol, right, which is used in it as a preservative agent, and it's typically, you know, at like the tail end when you turn over a bottle and you read, it's at the tail end of the list Mm -hmm. um, because it has the least amount, you know, so products are listed in order of like percentage. Um, So like the most is X, it will be the first two or three ingredients and then the very least. Right. And yes, it's been found to be an endocrine disruptor in some cases. You know, it's one of those things though, that you know some of these watchdog sites they're like look at that and this brand shouldn't be offering it and there was one you know site it's it was a brother and sister it's a european watchdog and i'm like but you're applying food standards nobody's going to drink a 10 ounce bottle of conditioner <laughs> for lunch oh like so God. it's not necessarily germane But I mean, I'll tell you when I see something that's like an F, like a big negative mark next to my brand, I'm like, wait, what? And then you just kind of have to dig a little bit deeper. And you're like, whoa, 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 wait, no, 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 that's, that's not even what it's intended for, Mm -hmm. you know? So anything that even you could have, I mean, there's so many brands that make great products and somebody will like, look at like Delia, who has beautiful, shiny you know, bouncy hair, and they'll be like, I'm going to use what she uses, right? Well, if it's not for their hair, that's not what they're going to look like. Right. (laughs) Right. And let's say they're allergic to one of the key botanicals that, you know, activates the shine and, you know, the bounce in her products that they're really not going to like it. So, you know, my message to consumers and to retailers, because, you know, people always joke, Cause I nerd out on things, mm-hmm. but it's really, you know, let's, let's break it down. Let's look at it. And you know, what might work for you or not work for you mm-hmm. is step one based off of where your starting point is. So where your hair is the condition of your scalp, then the next thing to look at is like the water in your area. Are you traveling a lot? Like what's in your surroundings mm-hmm. and then let's get to what's in the bottle.
2: Mm,
1: that's fascinating. But it makes perfect sense. It's like when mm-hmm. Kevin
2: says, "Definitely, you do not need any more volume in your hair. You need, <laughs> you know." But for Dilly, she's like, "I want all the volume." So her problem. Mm-hmm. We literally, even when we're in the same apartment or you know traveling or whatever, um, we'll use different shampoos and conditioners based yep. on our hair type. So that's so true. No, one- that's such a great analogy to think about. On mm-hmm. um, not oversimplifying.
1: You know, yeah, it's not like a one size fits all. And it can't be like everything is good or bad. It's like when people say like, well, natural is best. I'm like, well, all things started with nature. Right. You know, allergens. Like some people are allergic to peanuts. Peanuts are natural. They're a legume okay. that grow. like, do you know what I mean? That's, yes. that's, that's it's it's really like, let's get to the facts. Right. And, you know, make good decisions from there. Um, But like another thing that gets such a bad rap is silicones, right? Uh And there are hundreds of kinds of silicones. And I've read where people are like, oh, silicones are bad because they're from petroleum. Well, they're actually silica. They're quartz. They're from sand. And they occur in nature. And, you know, there's all different kinds. And, you know, there are actually silicones that are made specifically to be used on pediatric burns, Okay, if silicone was poison, why would they put that on a small child's burn? Mm. Right? But they're ocular silicones, which allow air to permeate, but keep bacteria out. And they give the most successful, you know, almost like a bubble environment for the skin to heal and regenerate without risk of contamination, So it's not an all or nothing. You know, we have silicones in a few of our products, but they're water dispersible silicones, which means they rinse away Mm -hmm. and they don't build up in the ground waste. You know, there's all different things. Mm -hmm. Um, So again, this is where the great thing, like while the bad part is the fear mongering and whatever, the great thing is that we have this incredible information highway out there that people can research. Right. 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 And they can listen to podcasts
2: like this and learn more. (laughs) One of the goals of our of our business is giving information to people that they didn't even know they didn't know or that they didn't know they needed, you know, knowledge is power. And it's important to maybe take a little more time to get the information that you need about what you're using, what products you're using on your body not just taking what these gross oversimplifications as fact
1: yep absolutely and and that is really and truly you know again just just taking that extra time to to double click or having a go-to resource like, like you all um where you know people can say oh well Let me ask. And so, instead of some strange person on the internet who's like, you know, sensationalizing things, it's just just not right. I mean, things get sensationalized, and you can ruin brands. Exactly. And that's it's just not right, you know.
0: Oh, I know. We completely agree, Crystal. What is clean beauty?
1: Um. Clean beauty is defined, it, and there's no one definition about it, right? So, I mean, I would say it's it's different in different countries. It's different at different retailers. Um, as a general rule, you can just say that clean beauty is almost like a category, a de- self-defined category, um, almost like a man-made category that encompasses products that are made without certain ingredients or are cruelty free or vegan or have some sort of, you know, additional testing behind them. Um, If it's free of, you know, the FDA has 11 banned ingredients, so they're free of all of those, but then they may go the next step. Um, so really how Sephora and Ulta define it are differently than each other. How Macy's defines it is differently, how Bloomingdale's, Nordstrom. So, I mean, there's probably an 80% similarity of how they define clean beauty. And then the rest is, you know, really what's their their individual priority.
0: Oh, my goodness. And then you were saying that was interesting <laughs> about how in Europe, you say, okay, the FDA only has 11 ingredients, but then in Europe, it's 1,500. So what's mm-hmm. what's happening there? But you were saying that some of the ingredients are ridiculous and would never be used anyway. Yeah, that 80% of the banned ingredients, they're
1: like, well, whoever did that anyways. So I don't know <laughs> if it's like inefficiency of like, we just, these are not good. They're not good for consumption. So anything that could possibly get close to your mouth, get close to your eyes, we're just going to say not allowed. Um, okay. You know, that's, that's certainly the prerogative. I mean, it does give the impression and it is true, um, to some degree, because if you think about the organic food movement, um, traceability, when you go to a European market, like if you go to, um, a butcher shop, they show you where, where the cows come from. Like, you know, there's like that open communication, Mm -hmm. um, of, you know, where they source their products. So I, I do think that Europeans have been more focused on health and wellness. And by proxy of that has been a greater focus on what is in the products or what is the meat fed with, things like that. Um. So is there greater diligence? Has it been a priority for longer in Europe? Yes. Um, do I think some of it is just crazy excessive. Me personally, my opinion, yes, I do. <laughs> right. That makes sense. I'm thinking about
2: Bastide and mm-hmm. um, and the little town in Provence. X.
1: Yep, Ex en provence Yep.
2: Yes, we love X. Yeah,
1: um, yeah. And now yeah. in
2: Europe, you know, I mean, it's more, they've always gone to the local butcher or the mm-hmm. long, you know, local, their fresh fruit stands everywhere and mm-hmm. things like that.
1: um, but think about it like why do you grocery shop every other day in Europe you walk pick up because your vegetables your fruits are more seasonal you know Mm -hmm. you'll eat peaches when peaches are ripe nobody's flying in peaches off times but because when they're ripe and they haven't been treated with preservatives then they don't last as long so you don't buy a Costco crate of peaches you buy two. Exactly. <laughs> Today, you go buy two more, right? Like, and they're amazing. The flavor is incredible. Oh my gosh. That's just it. I mean, it, the funniest thing is watching somebody from Europe eat a, a strawberry in America. They're like, what is this? <laughs> is this? Is
2: this real food?
1: I know. Is this a potato that's red? What's happening? They're a tomato that color. color. <laughs> right? Totally. Uh, that's a shame, but yep everything's bigger in America.
2: Absolutely. All right. So any recommendations for how we should approach our beauty products when we're buying something new? I know I mean it'd be, you you know, yeah we're not gonna be able to throw it all out, you know, whatever we And I
1: highly discourage that. I mean, just just as a human that's concerned with sustainability, I'm like, no, 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 no. Don't throw everything away. And like if it's been working for you, it's okay. And that's great. You know, and if you're wanting to, you know, clean up your routine if you, you know, do some research and you're like, "Huh, you know, I I'm looking for something, you know, that I'm looking for a brand that can give me these same kind of results, but I want them to be planet positive. I want them to give back or I want it to be in sustainable packaging or I don't want silicones anymore. Whatever it is your purpose is, I would look I mean the the brand websites are incredible. I mean, the store employees, um, like the cast members at Sephora or the, you know, beauty experts at Nordstrom or the services managers. I mean, there's great people all around to ask, but I would say, like, say this is this is the product I use and this is what I love about it. And, you know, be very clear on my purpose for switching. It's not that I'm unhappy with the product, what I'm wanting is to, you know, do good for my appearance and also do good for the planet. Right. So what would give me the same result, you know, and That's- sometimes there's a product that is, and sometimes there's a product that doesn't quite exist yet. And then the individual has to make the choice. But mm. like, do you remember when the natural deodorants first came out, those weird rocks? Yes. Yes those crystal things were right that was so but funny. those like those globs. right and they're like oh it's as good i'm like um untrue but <laughs> that is just not factually correct <laughs> it is yeah. not the same right and, but people were made choices and they said well you know i'm i remember i had a friend that she's, she, I would die laughing, but she said, you know, I'm over 40. I'm trying to get pregnant. I'm going to put everything away that could possibly like harm me. Right. And then, you know, as a result, she's, she smelled curious sometimes. She had any. A, yeah. But yeah, cause we were in the South. So oh, <laughs> can you boy. Uh-uh. That right. is so that's, funny. That's so yeah. true. That's so true. But that's the choice you make. And that's okay. Cause right. you know, that's like what I don't want is anybody to think that, other products are bad, right? Not at all. You know, things cool. are great. I have things in my beauty routine that aren't "quote unquote" clean, but they're right. great products. I use them to the end. I cut off the top and scoop it out with a Q-tip, and you know, continue on. Right. Right.
2: That's so interesting too, because I feel like when people think about clean beauty, they're thinking about themselves and what they're putting on and in their body, but they might not even. Be thinking about what is happening with the planet. Mm-hmm. That's like a whole nother aspect of why you might consider switching to clean beauty
1: mm-hmm. or sustainable. Absolutely. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think, you know, this whole obviously like global warming has right. been highly polarized in every single ocean. Yes. And, you know, I'm not a fancy talker. I would just say this: if snow in LA and 113 degree heat waves in Seattle, right, and torn, you know, all yes. this, all these seismic weather changes don't make you a believer that global warming is a real thing. I I don't know where else to go. Please tell me what streets you drive on, so I will never walk on them because. <laughs> you're not well, you know, <laughs> I mean, this is crazy. So um, I do think it's as someone who has, you know, composted for years has, you know, walked around at, when I worked at L'Oreal, I remember Xavier Ve, the CEO was like, what's with the sippy cup. It was my Yeti <laughs> my fillable bottle. So, you know, I know the sippy cup. I was like, Whoa. I love it. I know. Right. The French translations are hilarious. But I think that it's such a great time now because people are really concerned about what's happening to our planet and, you know, looking at what are the big changes and the little changes um, that they can make. And, you know, like for us as a brand, you know, having PCR, giving milk milk jugs and water bottles second life as, you know, a viable like market for it. You know, is great because that's one way you prevent ocean plastics. You know, is by giving them another life and having a steady marketplace for it. Another way is just don't buy as much water bottles. Like, go to filtered water. Go to, you know, canteens. Like, everything in our office is glass and washable. You know, so that we just create less waste. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in when we're formulating products, you know, we are looking at. Um, you know, formulating with eco-certified or quality, um, you know, raw materials Mm -hmm. that are harvested, you know, ethically and also, you know, anytime we can use anything upcycled. So like the pomegranate seed oils, the um, artichoke leaf extract and anything we can use from waste, food waste is amazing. I mean, at Tarte, they use, you know, how how they make the maracuja oil is they cold press the leftover seeds from passion fruit. Well, because passion fruit juices, sorbets, like they're so delicious, but the seeds are also super nutritious and juicy. So, you know, it's like using upcycled materials, waste, food waste is a great way to be sustainable. Um, Low water formulas. Um, when you know, if you just need less product, you know, um one of the things that you know we really stress is that because our formulas are low water formulas, you have to fully wet your hair, yeah, or it's not gonna bubble, you know
2: <laughs> that's right. I think that's what Frederick said one time. We use yeah. too much shampoo and not enough water,
1: yep, absolutely, and so, yeah, because people. You know, as women, sometimes we're tired or men, like we're tired when we get in the shower in the morning, Mm -hmm. you're kind of bleary eyed. And so you kind of step in and you're wetting your hair and reaching for the bottle, half eyes, half opened, you know, at the same time. Mm -hmm. And that's not the case, right? (laughs) Mm, Right. (laughs) You need to fully wet because some people say like, well, I mean, I never had this problem with my old shampoo. And it's like, well, yeah, the old shampoo might've had a lot more water. And you're like, well, Crystal, how is that sustainable? Well, because if it's more concentrated, you buy it fewer times. Oh, totally. I mean, I'm telling you those.
2: I know I'm talking a lot about because that's just my brand that I'm devoted to as well as bestie, but for my <laughs> shampoo and conditioner and my bottles last forever. I mean, they really do. It's it's so wonderful because when you, you know, you're like, oh, this is kind of, you know, more than what I see in the
1: drugstore. But then you realize how long it, it lasts. Yep. And then just how good your scalp, your hair. Oh, totally.
2: I mean, it's totally different.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But then some other sustainability things um, is that, you know, we were the first brand to formulate with Solstice, which is, you know, a non-ozone depleting aerosol because the realities, and this is where I was saying, like, if you're looking to switch something out, right. Mm -hmm. If you're somebody that uses hairspray, once a month and a pump hairspray works for you, okay, no harm, no Mm -hmm. foul, stick with your pump hairspray. Mm -hmm. But for most people that love a hairspray or a dry shampoo, they need an aerosol. They want that blast of air. Yeah, right. And until now, there's been no alternative. And, you know, the aerosols have made such an evolution from, you know, the Aquanet days, which you might just have stood on a step stool and burned a hole in the ozone layer with that. (laughs) 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 and no one did. so bad and you know those um hydro those CFCs uh hydrofluorocar the mm-hmm. um those ones live in the environment for 80 to 100 years so they yeah. are still like eating away at the ozone layer creating oh yeah but then this next generation called HFCs um they're better Um, in that they have an atmospheric lifetime of 1.6 years, but they still impact the ozone layer. They still add to smog. So, you know, not quite right. We're moving in the right direction. Mm -hmm. And then um, Honeywell has been working on this um, earth-friendly aerosol for over a decade. And I mean, it's just so amazing all of these new you know, partners, sustainability partners, clean science partners, and the innovations that they're working on Mm -hmm. um, because solstice zero ozone impact VOC exempt doesn't contribute to ground smog. um, But it also has an atmospheric lifetime of under two weeks. And it's statistically proven they had their legal and everybody figured this out that when you reach for a solstice powered, hairspray. So it doesn't have to be Fakai, it just has to be solstice. It's the equivalent of planting two and a half trees. Oh my gosh, that is crazy.
0: I know. So it's so planet positive. Wow. Yeah. Did you know that, Dee? No, my goodness. I didn't know about that.
1: <laughs> I mean, so I think it's one of those things that people are like, well, I still want to look at him. I Oh, do good. And in- okay. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, also you feel like you're not supposed to breathe that in. So, mm-hmm. you know, knowing that with, with, when you're using the the products that have the solstice in it or whatever, is that, that was yeah. called solstice? solstice. Then you, know, you don't have to run out of the room and hold your breath.
1: <laughs> well, you know, that's actually really funny you say that, um, you know, also because there's a lot of jokes within the professional stylist community about hairspray long. And, ah. even, you know, women remember like spraying, hairspray and like coughing and having to open the window to their oh bathroom. My gosh. And so there is a version of solstice that is actually um being used in um, human uh, clinical trials now because it's almost done. I mean, it's been green lighted by the FDA, mm-hmm. um, but it's a version of solstice um, that's being used by AstraZeneca, which is one of the world's largest asthma um, inhaler producers mm-hmm. and it's powered by solstice. So you have to think about wow. if it's good enough to deliver like life-saving medication directly to the lungs. Like, yeah. you know, Safe for People and Planet is the um solstice tagline and it is amazing. Oh, that is so exciting. Yep. It's pricey to formulate with, but we Sure, of course. I mean, and I think that's
2: why when I saw Frederick talking, he was saying our investors mm-hmm. in the beginning were, you know, <laughs> kind of pushing back on this because these things are expensive, but also another friend, um, a woman who has a brand called minimalist. She said, I know my, my, it's a clothing brand. I know it's expensive now, but if people yep. start buying more of it, it won't be as expensive, you know, as, as we move into this. Um, so that's the goal, you know, for all of us to yep. all these new
0: fabrics and. yeah.
2: Uh, solution all the things you were talking about, amazing. Yep. Okay,
0: yeah. So, Crystal, if we're if someone is going to purchase a product, is there any research that they could do? I found it fascinating. The example where you pulled up a product and it, the title of the product had all it sounded great. Right. <laughs> And it had all these ratings. It was Mm -hmm. a highly rated product. Mm -hmm. And then the ingredients that they were bragging about in the title of the product Mm -hmm. were not even included in the ingredient list. Absolutely. And that's
1: like what's so funny, right? Is that just the simple research of just like doing a quick double click on that is, you know, right there. Also what's amazing is that you can just type in any ingredient and you know the the manufacturer that the raw material supplier that makes it you can get the full dossier on it just like google it online and so the knowledge is out there you know we just have to do a little bit more and and you know and sometimes it's again Well, my friend loves it. I don't love it. I don't know why I don't love it. Well, maybe look at the difference. Like what's different from you and me? Oh, I'm a nurse. I wash my hands nonstop. Okay. So you are stripping the natural moisture barrier on your hands versus someone that is like, oh, I'm just using this to like kind of seal in and keep out the wear and tear. Like, you know, kind of start from there. But absolutely Mm -hmm. the ingredient lists are your first step to decoding, you know, what's in the bottle and understanding, you know, like, is this something you want to put on your body? And and that was really so funny, because they were like, that hey, I was like, I don't even see this in here. Oh, it's not. <laughs> so, you know, there's a lot of, you know, that's the great thing, right? Amazon brings us a lot of amazing things, and the speed and everything like that. Awesome, awesome, awesome. But, you know, sometimes some things slip into the cracks. And I just think as consumers today we just are more curious and more diligent so just do a quick check I think so too
2: and we have to be our own advocate and everything absolutely not assume we're having too much information's coming at us anyway so I think mm-hmm. a general theme in this podcast is take a little more time understand yeah. what you're buying before you buy it same thing we talk about with our wardrobes be thoughtful about what you're bringing in you know all those things. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yep. I want to know about the, um, I'm a pretty low maintenance beauty skincare person. Mm-hmm. Maybe Not so great, but that's kind of who I am. And I certainly <laughs> you never great. thought about actually buying a skincare fridge or even like going to the kitchen to keep my, you know, products in the fridge, but I would do it if I knew it was a real thing. So yes or no.
1: <laughs> so my family um, literally has, so many products in a separate fridge, even in the garage. So I used to think it was an Asian superstition. And then, um, you know, now I'm seeing the skincare fridges. I actually think it's more of a sensorial thing. Like, cause if you're hot Uh. and, you know, putting like, you know, you're out of a hot shower or whatever, like putting on like a cold, you know, eye gel or, you know, putting on like a chilled mask sensorially is going to feel amazing. Oh, yes, for sure. Do anything more or less? Not really. No, (laughs) no. (laughs) Well, and that makes sense. Like a mask
2: and eye gel, something that Mm -hmm. you're not putting on at least once, maybe twice a day and you're having to run all over the house to find it. Yeah. and maybe it does make things last longer. Who, who knows? But
1: well, I mean, yes, by keeping them cold. I mean, I personally don't like jars and things that you put your hands in, especially for eye creams, because just contamination. I'm very very OCD, right. so I prefer eye creams and serums that pump out. Um, uh-huh. It's actually things that last longer. So, right. um, but yeah, like if you have fifty different lipsticks and you want to change all the time, keeping them in the fridge will prevent the bacteria growth or slow it and they'll last longer. But as far as like a skincare goes, again, if you're using it at a regular usage rate, probably not. Mm -hmm. No big difference one way or another. Mm -hmm. Mm Okay.
0: Are there any ingredients that we and our listeners should know about that you're excited about?
1: (laughs) So, um, I am super excited about, you know, peptides, peptides everywhere. I mean, cause they form, you know, some of our core chains in our skin and in our hair. So I'm loving all this focus on, you know, biotin and peptides for the hair, peptides and aminos for hair and face. Um, so I love that. Um, trying to think, Oh, something I'm really loving and it's, I can tell you from personal experience, um, just integrating a scalp scrub into my life has like changed my life. My scalp health, no itchiness, no dryness, but also the new growth is amazing. So that's just a form that I'm recommending to everybody. And um, I'm trying to think about like ingredients that I'm loving. Uh, I mean, rosemary has always been an amazing one for hair. Um Prickly pear is now coming up fast and furious. Uh, Fig de Vier is what they call it in France. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, as far as being this like superfood, you know, I've always been obsessed with avocados. uh mm-hmm. just sent me a beautiful um, set of products that's really fueled by avocados that they grow um, in Malibu. And, you know, so if you think about like superfoods for the body, like mm-hmm. ingesting, they're also, you know what I mean? They're good kind of inside and out. So um, those mm-hmm. are things that I really like in my own personal uh, beauty. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's interesting. Cause I just had a makeup artist that sent
2: me um, some things that she had, she had worked with one of my clients and she said, mm-hmm. she's loving the retrove Dynamic Nourishing Face Cream. So maybe that's, is it mm-hmm. a new product or
1: something? Yeah, it's a relatively new line. I mean, it's the granddaughter of the gentleman that led Kiehl's. Mm -hmm. Um, He was a a dermatologist and had his own apothecary. And so, right, right, right. Yeah, she's really a neat lady, and the products are amazing, highly concentrated. If you want to pamper yourself, you got to jump into that body oil. It's incredible. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Mom, we love retrofit.
0: What Mom, I have them, yeah. So we they brought it to Barney's long ago, so I, can, I have them somewhere in these oh, cabinets. Yeah. I no, no, I know the
2: brand. I love the brand. Mm-hmm. I just thought that this avocado cream might be something mm-hmm. new that Sandy was looking to. Okay,
1: the other question I have is, is does Fakai have a scalp scrub? Yes, we do. We awesome. actually have a... Um, and kind of what's different about our scalp scrub is um, I was using one um, from another brand and it was a salt based. Mm-hmm. And while it did the job, because, you know, I have oily hair, I use dry shampoo, I like to skip a wash. Mm-hmm. Um, it did make me itchy. And, you know, mm-hmm. if you think about salt dehydrates. So mm-hmm. yes, from an exfoliating standpoint, the granules did a great job of breaking up the dry shampoo buildup. So i got a clean mm-hmm. rinse, but it also took away some of my natural oils mm. um, and made my scalp itchy. And I didn't love how it smelled because it was an apple cider vinegar. Oh, that yeah. smelled like apple cider vinegar. So when the hot water from the shower hit it, it it was interesting.
2: Oh, well, um, the, the apple cider shampoo that the guy has, that sounds like a commercial now, but I use that like once a month just to mm-hmm. get all the, you know, gunk out, but I'm going to try that scalp.
0: Mom, I have that. it. You have, have the scalp scrub? Yes, I'll bring it to you. <laughs> Crystal knows that I have it. So
2: <laughs> you have been holding out on me.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know what's great about it? It's a, a fermented apple cider vinegar,
1: so the smell goes away. Oh, it doesn't smell. Yeah, so I it never smell like apples. It smell. But then instead of salt, we formulated with rice powder. So, you know, sure. there's no Dehydration, right. um, it gives you a wonderful exfoliation, but then also the benefits of rice proteins and strengthening the hair. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's got an eco certified ginger in it. So I do it once a week. It's like my Sunday self care. Oh, I do good. my mask, I do my eye patches, I do right. my scrub, like all one and done. That sounds fabulous. Yep, 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 yep. Um, but yeah, if, if you said like, is there a beauty product right now? I'm obsessed with the Violette glow stick and the, um, boom, boom cream that spray on. Um, Cannot wait yeah. to learn more about that. <laughs> I know, right. And, and then there's this little tool that my friend at Beauty Blender put out. You know, people forget that she's a working makeup artist, mm-hmm. uh, Rianne Silva, and she made this little tool that on one end, it's like for eyebrow powders, but the other end, is a spoolie and then this little itty bitty comb to get all the mascara clumps out. Oh, that is awesome. I'm obsessed with it. I'm like, this is the best find ever because it's basically like a three in one. Yes. But yes. Yes. How many times though, as women, have we tried to be like, oh, let me just get that clump out and either yourself in the eye. Or it, you get like a chunk and you're like, okay, none of this is working. Oh, yeah. No, that is the that life- little comb. Yes. Life changing. And life change. Yeah, I totally
2: agree. One came with something recently of mine. I can't remember if it was mascara or someone sent me yeah. something, you know, somewhere. But anyway, uh, the little comb is, I was like, I'm never going to use that. Well, now I love it.
1: Yes. I mean, I'm a huge fan of all of the Clarins body serums, the Bastide mm-hmm. soap. Um, You know, just really, there are so many wonderful products out there Mm -hmm. and, you know, some of them are natural, some of them are clean, some of them are sustainable. I mean, I just think that all of beauty is just moving to be, you know, more conscientious and just really moving Mm -hmm. to be better. So I'm constantly, I'm a beauty junkie. I'm trying things all the time and, um, you know, really love the, just the focus that the total industry is putting. You know, <laughs> towards being, you know, more planet positive, less wasteful, reducing carbon footprints, and while still delivering, because you know, we're yeah. picky. We want what we
2: want. We want to look good. That's exactly right, and that's the same thing too. Like thinking, just exactly. be more intentional with your life. So when you mm-hmm. are putting on, for example, I told you I love that the orange. What did you call? Oh it? yeah, lingerie. The uh, heel sash. The dry mist. Yep. Yes when I put that on, it's a, it's an experience. It's not just Mm -hmm. like, you know, just the smell, the fact that, you know, it's made from these natural ingredients in Provence and, Mm -hmm. you know, and it for someone my age, the fact that your skin is still moisturized Mm -hmm. hours and hours later. So it's being effective, but also you know that you're not putting on any ingredients
1: that you had no idea were in there. Yeah. Like for me, I'm so allergic to mineral oil. I rash Mm -hmm. up, I get bumps everywhere. It's just not good. Um, But some products feel really good with mineral oil and they're just not for me. Um, And somebody will look at that little bottle of spray oil and they'll be like, oh, we'll go through that in one week. And no, it's not true because it's so concentrated. It lasts for months. And to your point, it's that continuous hydration because of the efficacy and the concentration of the oh. ingredients. So not to yeah. mention the fact that the bottle's beautiful, so you can I mean, display I it. Mean, it, you know, it's amazing. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, thanks for having me, ladies. Absolutely. I hope I'm able to give some little nuggets of insight and um, I'll be sending you guys
0: your products.
2: you yeah.
0: so Well, Hi. thank you. Thank you, Crystal. Thank you everyone for tuning in and we'll make a shoppable blog post with all these products we've been talking about. So that'll be in the show notes. Thank you, Crystal. Thank you for tuning into this episode on the Style That Finds Us podcast. If you like this podcast, make sure to tell a friend and subscribe. You can be a part of growing with us. Also, do you know about our weekly newsletter? You'll get access to exclusive content in our newsletter that we don't post anywhere else. Our newsletter comes out every Tuesday with the
2: exception of the third Thursday of the month for Allison's special Celebrating Life After 40 edition. Head to the bottom of the Style That Binds Us website to subscribe.